What's up, online family? Hey, we're so grateful you are watching this message. We're in a series right now called Here Now. We're really excited to dig into this series. We believe this, that there's gonna be some practical information for all of us to grow in our confidence in hearing God. He's speaking to us all the time. We just need to learn how to tune in to Him. Yeah, so hey, we hope this message is a blessing to you. God bless you. It's interesting following God because the answers that come in our life aren't always carbon copies of the way he did it in another time, another day, another year, whatever, or with another person. There's this thing about just hearing God and being connected with him. We're dependent on him, you know. I want to be just dependent on God and he wants me to be dependent on him. You know, we can never take for granted like, well, I've done this before. I know how to do this. No, we need to seek God and, and see how he wants us to do things now. We do our best to approach every service like that here, you know. I know sometimes we kind of have an idea. I always have a plan, but I always give, say, God, hey, take us any way you want, you know. Pray for people with lower backs. Cool. That's cool, you know. We're, we're all about, we want to see what God has to do. I, I was, I was. Uh, you know, I'm ordained through Rama. Some of you know that. Some of you don't even know what a Rama is. But it's just the school that I went to back in, in the day. And I've been ordained with them since they started ordaining people, I think. That's how, you know, it goes. But, but uh, we have districts throughout the state, you know, and we have regions that people are head over. And, you know, and, and we just recently in our group got a new regional head of Rama and and I've been I haven't actually met this gentleman yet but but I got to say I creeped I looked him up on Facebook and YouTube watched a couple services you know just kind of checking him out you know do you guys ever do that stuff yeah. so Friday I got a call from him and uh, I actually didn't even talk to him it was a voice message and I tried to call him you know how you play phone tag you never get him but he left me this long message and he said to me he says yeah I've been watching your YouTubes. I say, all right, cool. So he's been doing the same thing I've been doing, watching my YouTubes. And, and, and he says, crazy thing is, is you guys are talking about the very same topic we're talking about at our church. And I thought, how cool. We need to hear these things. You know, God, God uh, is moving. I'm not saying if you're a church and not preaching what we're preaching, you're missing God because, you know, everybody is different. But it is kind of fun. So we can know the voice of God. And the thing is, is that God is talking to us even now. And, and what I realized is that, that many times I just need to recognize that he's talking to me and recognize his voice and, and, and realize, you know, that sometimes he'll bring things to me in ways just that, that aren't the way I thought they were going to be. But boy, you know, it's like, like uh, you know, like when Nahum, Naaman came to uh, the prophet and, and, and wanted to be, you know, seeking healing from leprosy. And the prophet sent out his servant and didn't even go to see him himself. He just says, hey, go, go tell him to dip in the river Jordan seven times. And of course, Naaman had something that none of us here have. He had some pride. Dana told me this week, what did you say again? You said, uh, the only people that are free from pride are the ones that realize they have it. 
I said, what are you trying to say to me, wife? <laughs> but he said, no, that isn't the way it's supposed to be. He's supposed to come out of his house, the prophet, the man of God. He's supposed to recognize that, hey, I'm somebody special. He's supposed to come up to me and say, go, be free, young man. You know, it's always young man. Never, don't, don't call him old man. But he go, young man, be free. But it didn't happen that way, and he shut his mind to it. He, 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 he took thoughts that, that, well, forget this. I'm not even going to deal with this. And if it wasn't for his servant who talked to him and said, listen, if he'd have told you to go do something great, you would have done it. Why not go dip in the River Jordan seven times? You see, God doesn't always bring the package to you the way you thought he was going to bring it to you. God doesn't always speak to you. You know, don't, you know, I'm not trying to get weird or anything, but I'm just saying this, be open to him. Be open to him. Jesus said this. We've read it every time. I think, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Jesus said that. He said, my sheep hear my voice. You can hear God. You can hear God. This is not something that's set aside for some kind of spiritual elite. I don't think there is spiritual elite. Jesus is spiritual elite. But, but, but you know, we're his sheep. We can hear him. We've talked in this series about having peace in our hearts. We've talked about thoughts. God will speak to us in thoughts. How many of you ever had God speak to you in your thoughts? Yes. You know, thoughts are a crazy thing, aren't they? They just, they're, they're there all the time. We get thoughts, you know, and like recognizing God thoughts is a huge thing. Uh, we've talked about hearing God in the Bible. Last week, we heard about hearing God through hankerings. Hankerings. I got to ask, did anybody else get a hankering for a Swiss mushroom cheeseburger this week? <laughs> Watch the video. Yeah. All right. Galatians chapter 1. We'll, we'll start here this morning. Galatians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Paul's talking to the church here. And, you know, he's really bold with this church. Tells them some things that he might have thought they might have got even offended from, but he was trying to help them. He says, but even if we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you than that which we've preached to you, let him be accursed. For we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. So hear, hear what Paul said. If you're getting a message from another person, here's, here you might have said this. If you're getting a message from somebody on YouTube, if you're getting a message from some TV preacher, or if you're getting a message from an angel, I mean, how many think that's a pretty spectacular thing if an angel walked into the room and started telling you, you know, telling you some things? That's pretty spectacular. But Paul says, if any of these sources bring to you a message that's different from the gospel I'm preaching to you, he says, eh, let him be accursed. That's like a filter that we should run everything through. Are the thoughts that are coming to you lining up with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? 
Are the, are the, are the, the dreams, are the hankerings that you're having, are the, is the peace? Well, you know, peace is pretty cool. If you're getting peace, you're probably on a good track. But, but you know, are the, are the messages you're hearing from God, are they lining up with the gospel of grace? An example might be this. If you're getting a thought that, that, you know, you're thinking was coming from God, but it's like making you feel like a worm and condemning you, it's probably not from God. Now, now, let me tell you something about God. I'm not saying he'll never correct you because he will. He's a loving father. But he is so smooth when he brings correction to your life that he brings it to you in such a way that you don't feel dumb. What an art. In James, he said something like that. He says, you know, that, that God will give you wisdom and he won't upbraid you. In other words, he'll give you wisdom when you ask for it and he won't make you feel dumb for asking. You know, God is so smooth. So, you know, when he brings correction in our life, he's just showing us a better way. He's not saying, you fool, what have you been doing? He's lifting you up. He's bringing you up to where he sees you already. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and uh, 19, 519, I'll start there anyway. It says, don't quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Verse 21, test all things and hold fast that which is good. Hold fast. Does it meet the good meter? Does it, does, it, does it meet the good filter? Is what you're hearing from God, when you run it through the good filter, does it come out the other side and say, yeah. Paul said, test everything. Test things. Make sure they're lining up with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything that God speaks to us, it will line up with the Bible. Okay? The Bible's been given to us. What a blessed people we are. You know, and, and you've all heard stories. I've known people that they've lived in countries that have been illegal to have Bibles. And some of them just had a page of a Bible. We know somebody like that. And, and those things were precious. But, you know, God can speak to you through that page. He can speak to you today through what you have in your hands already. All right. Let me tell you another thing just about judging what you hear. If you're getting a message from God, maybe it's through another person, through an angel, through somebody on TV, uh, is it lining up with your own heart? Okay? The first person God will speak to when it concerns you is you. He'll use people to confirm things in your life, but it's going to line up with your heart, you know? It's going to line up with, with what's on the inside of you already. Uh, God will use other people to speak to you, friends. God will speak to your life. Sometimes, you know, it isn't always an angel that comes before you. It isn't always this open vision that comes before you. Sometimes God will just send somebody into your life. Pastor Stephen said it this morning during the announcements. Can the announcements have anointing? He's talking, he says, man, even in the foyer, somebody can say something to you, and it'll set your course, you know? Sometimes maybe your kids will speak to you, and God's speaking right through them. In Romans, um, 
in chapter 10, in verse 14, he said, uh, I'm just going to read a couple excerpts. He said, how shall they hear without a preacher? So one of God's methods of getting his message across to people is using other people. Using other, did, has God ever spoke to you through another person? Yes. I, I remember, you know, even in those days before I was a Christian, the people that God would bring into my life to speak a message to me, and some of them maybe didn't even realize they were speaking to me, you know? And, 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 and you know, one particular person, in, you know, uh, God really used to, to connect and, and drive home his message of grace. And, and it wasn't even a, a, a thing that maybe he planned, but just, just over knowing this guy for a couple years, a couple times he said things to me that just registered in my heart, and I walked away thinking about him, thinking, wow, there is a God, and God is real. God will use people to speak into your life. Let me, let me go off on this for a minute. Sometimes when you hear God's message, uh, God's message can be right, but the way we interpret it can be wrong. Okay? Sometimes God will speak things to your life, and, and he's speaking things to you that are right on, but our filter, our head, or whatever, our interpretation of it can come out different. Let me tell you another one. Sometimes God will speak things to you, and they are so right on. Of course they are if they're God. But sometimes our timing gets messed up too. I, I, I've said this for years. I think sometimes it's just as important to hear the timing of God as it is to hear what God's saying. Because he'll speak things into my life. And, and, and I, I noticed this when I first married Dana, is that we'd both be hearing some of the same things, but my timeline was different than her timeline. And what I found out is, is that, that mine was usually shorter. You know, I, was, I always thought, I'm kind of the, right now, yeah, let's go, let's go do it. And Dana's like, well, I think that's out there a while. And usually it was kind of in the middle of the two of us. But it's a good thing to recognize. It's a good thing to recognize, to know yourself enough. So run everything you hear, every message you hear from God, run it through the Bible. Run it through who you know you are in Christ. And, and uh, let me give you some examples of God speaking to people, through, to, to people, through people. In Acts chapter 9, are you with me this morning? We've had some good teaching in this series. Uh, I really loved last week when, when Micah shared, you know. He had some really practical information. I like the whole thought of not making it hard. God will lead you through, he called them hankerings through desires. You know, I remember, you know, even coming to this church and starting this church. Years before we ever did, Dane and I were driving on a family vacation. And we were going to, on one leg of this vacation, we were going to stop by her uncle and aunt that live in an outside community from Green Bay. And they live out in the country, you know, what at least I called it the country. You know, I've been a city boy most of my life. I grew up in the city even when I was a missionary, I lived in a city that, that, you know, or at least a suburb of a city that had a million people. And, and we, we were driving to Dana's uncle and aunt, and we, we, we got lost. Did you ever get lost? And, and you're the husband, and you're driving, and your wife wants you to get directions, but you just know you can do it on your own before GPS. And I tell you, we got lost, and, and sometimes that can be a tense moment to get lost, but I remember this time we got lost, and it was kind of fun. 
And we just drove through the countryside, and I was like, yeah, liking it. And then we got to, to the uncle and aunt's house, and they weren't even home. Could that be a frustrating situation? We got there, and they weren't even home. But, you know, we, we went and sat in their yard. They had some chairs out there, some Anirondack chairs and something like that. And we went and sat out in the yard, and the dog was out there, you know, running around. I just sat there and, and took in the moment. I said, Dana, this is great. This is like ringing in my heart. This is cool. This city boy is like in the country. And I remember I look back to that time, and I think, man, God was starting to deal with my heart about making a move from Minneapolis to Menominee, you know? And it's like I came here in Menominee. It's like, yeah, and I still like to go to Minneapolis, but I, I get a little nervous if I've been there too long. Too many people, too many lines, and I'm like, Let's get home. Let's get home. Because God will deal with you like that. So Acts 9, verse 17. Ananias, he went his way and entered into the house and, and laid hands on, on, on Paul, on Saul. Okay, so Jesus appeared to Ananias in a vision. And he says, go, go, I want you to lay hands on this, this guy they called Saul. And Ananias goes, I'm sure he went like this. Oh, are you kidding me? I've heard about this guy. He goes around and kills Christians. Do you want me to go lay hands on him? I tell you, that was an act of obedience for Ananias. But it says here he went to, and, and he, he entered into his house, and he laid hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you'd receive your sight. You remember when, when Saul got knocked off his donkey, a light came from heaven brighter than the noonday sun. He fell to the ground. He got up. He couldn't even see. You know, he was like, like whoa. And, and he laid hands on Saul and said that you would be, uh, he sent me that you would receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized. I thought, wow. You know, Saul had already heard God speak to him and say, hey, I've called you. I'm going to show you things. But here's this guy, Ananias, that God uses to come and lay hands on. Why did God do it that way? Why didn't he just, you know, Paul just receive it, you know, in a vision from an angel? God uses people. God uses people to connect with your life. God will use people to speak into your life. In this case, God used someone to bring healing and power to Saul, who later became the Apostle Paul, and also to confirm things in Saul's heart that God had already said to him. Has that ever happened to anybody out there? You just just going around. Sometimes, isn't it enough to hear heaven? Well, we live in this crazy world where there's all kinds of conflicting thoughts, and we can doubt ourselves and all this, and it's just super cool that God sends people into our life to come in and take us and just encourage us in the way that God's called us in. So in Acts 10, verse 5, uh, again, one of my favorite stories, Cornelius here, he says, uh, now send to Joppa and send for Simon, whose name is Peter. So this is an angel talking to Cornelius. And he says, listen, God's seen your heart. You know, your, your, your good things that you've been doing your whole life has come up like a sweet smell in heaven, is what the angel said. I mean, that's a pretty cool word. I mean, to get from an angel, to, to have him say that. But he says, listen, now I want you to send to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea, and he's going to come to you and tell you things you must do. So here, 
God used Peter in, in the life of Cornelius, not only Cornelius, but the whole household of Cornelius, all of his friends and relatives who he gathered together after he sent to this town called Joppa. You know, he sent people to this place called Joppa that the angel told him to get this guy named Peter, you know, to come and tell him words of things he must do. And he was so excited, he got everybody together to hear these words that were coming from God through a man named Peter. And when Peter spoke to these people, they were so eager to hear what Peter said that they didn't even let him finish talking, and they received what God had for him that day. And, and, and Christ was revealed to them. How? God used another person to speak into their life. Acts 21 is another one here, a guy named Agabus. We talked about him in our Acting Up series. Agabus, how could we forget him? He was a prophet, and he has this, this epic name like Agabus. Agabus, you know? I can see him. He's got on a ball cap. says, Agabus, you know, the prophet. So he stayed there many days, and this certain prophet named Agabus comes down from Judea. And when he came to him, he took Paul's belt, bound his hands and feet, and said, Thus saith the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. You know, so Paul heard these things coming from the prophet, and it was no news to Paul. God had already spoken to him. But you know what? God used this man, Agabus, the prophet, to come in and actually confirm the things that God had already shown Paul. You know, God wants us to walk through life with confidence. Not to be haphazard, but he wants us to go through life with boldness and confidence. And if we're not sure of the steps we're taking, I'm telling you what, God wants to confirm things with us. He wants to show us things so that we can go forward and say, yes, God is calling me here. I tell you what, whatever's going on in that place that God's calling, I tell you what, God's called me here. I remember when we came to Menominee, you know, it was like we didn't know anybody here, you know, and just came because God showed us to come to Menominee, put an ad in the paper, started having church. I can't tell you how many people came up to me in the first year and said, yeah, We've had a number of people like you try to start up churches. Then they'd kind of pause and they'd say, none of them ever last. The longest one went for two years. And that was it. I mean, just, I'm just repeating conversations that came to me. You know, these weren't bad people. But, you know, we had a confidence on the inside that we'd go back to because God had spoke to our hearts. God said, well, you know what? We're 18 now. We're 18 years old, this church. We passed the 18 mark this last week. We're 18, and I like it. Yeah. Ha-ha. <laughs> angels. God will speak to people through angels. You know, it doesn't happen every day, but I don't want to discredit that because it's a real thing. You know, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But just, I want to tell you this, angels are real. They're messengers from heaven, sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. In Hebrews 13, it says this, let brotherly love continue. And don't forget, forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Angels interact with us. And God can send an angel to get a message to us. We just kind of briefly read the story here. Well, I'll read it again, Acts 10. I went to it, uh, Cornelius, 
That's how God spoke to Cornelius initially. Is it says in Acts 10:3 that about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in, talking to him, knew his name, called him Cornelius, and, and said, you know, what he told him. He said, send a Joppa for this guy named Peter. He's going to come and tell you what you must do. What is, is before you? What, what, you know, message God has for you? But God used an angel. In Acts 27, verse 21, uh, the apostle Paul had a visitation from an angel said, after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and this loss. He said, But now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and to whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, for I believe God that it'll be just as it was told me. How was it told him? An angel appeared to him, spoke to him things that he needed to know, things that gave him courage, gave him confidence to even stand up before uh, the men he was sailing with. You know, at different times, Paul was not the most popular guy in the boat. But here he came with a message from God and saying, listen, guys, you hang on. Don't jump ship because God's going to see us all through. Can I keep going for just 30 seconds? Could I hear 45? <laughs> Dreams and visions. These are ways that God will speak to us. Uh, Acts 2 you guys probably know this one. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, began to prophesy. And one of the things he said in his prophecy in Acts chapter 2, around in verse 17, he said, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. God can lead you through dreams. One thing I'd want to say this, I'm just going to quote you this verse, is that God, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says this, he is not the author of confusion. If you have a dream or a vision from God, it's not something that's going to confuse your mind and set you on some jumbled up course that you don't know where you're going, okay? You know, some people dream all the time. I dream quite a bit. Dana has dreamt a lot over the years, but not every dream we have has been from God. And if there's a dream that comes to us that causes a bunch of confusion, I put it on the shelf. In fact, I've had Dana more than once come to me and tell me a dream that... that Goodness, this seems to speak right into our life. And sometimes they haven't been totally great. You know what I do? Right away I say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I just pray. I, I pray about these things. I don't know how many disasters we've missed because we've used the name of Jesus. Any dream or vision you have, run it through the same filter we've been talking about today. Does it line up with the Bible? Specifically, does it line up with the gospel that Paul preached? Does it line up with who we are as new creations in Christ? Because God is going to talk to you on these lines. God's not going to send us into some spiral of confusion and defeat. He's going to give us things that help us walk with clarity in our minds. I'll close this morning with this verse in Proverbs 28, verse 5. It says this, 
It says, evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. I'll just say this. You know, I used to call some of these things spectacular uh, communication with God, like visions and angels and stuff. But can I clarify something? Any message God gets to you is a spectacular thing. Okay? There's not like grades of, well, this one is more God because this happened and, you know, the seas parted, the wind blew and all. Hey, when God speaks to your heart, when God gives you a thought, when he gives you a hankering, when somebody talks to you in the foyer and it registers in your heart, tell you, God is moving and he's speaking to your life. And none of those things are to be, you know, swept under the rug or taken for granted. All of them are to be judged and proven and, and, and used to further our lives in the kingdom of God. Are you with me this morning? Hey church family, Gary here. We wanna talk about some of the ways that you can give. One of the ways you can give is with text messaging. So send a text message to 77977 saying, love giving, and then wait a second for the response, click the link, set the amount you wanna give, whether it's a reoccurring gift, and then hit give. Another way to give is on the website go to www.wearelovechurch.com. Up at the top, you're gonna to see a word saying give. Click that. You'll see a button that says click here to give. So go ahead and click it. And then it's gonna take you to a page asking you the amount, whether it's a one-time gift or recurring gift. Go ahead and hit next and then confirm. Another way you can give is with the Love Church app. You can download it from the iOS store or the Google Play store. Once it's installed, just open it up You'll see a button that says give, tap that, select the amount, whether it's a one-time gift or a reoccurring, and then hit give.